The message you're about to listen to is a recording from God's favorite house. It is our prayer that you listen, your life will be transformed, and you will be taken to greater heights in your walk with Jesus. Amen. God bless you as you listen to this message. The sound of freedom. The sound of freedom, we we take our text from Acts of the Apostles, chapter 2, and we'll read from verse 1. Acts of the Apostles, chapter 2, from verse 1, says, On the day of Pentecost, all the believers were meeting together in one place. Suddenly, there was a sound from heaven, like a roaring of a mighty windstorm, and it filled the house where they were sitting. Then, what looked like flames of tongues of fire appeared and settled on each of them, and everyone present was filled with the Holy Spirit and began speaking in other languages as the Holy Spirit gave them utterance. As the Holy Spirit gave them utterance. The truth is this. The church cannot be the church without the Holy Spirit. The church cannot be the church without the Holy Spirit. Without the Holy Spirit, we can't function. Without the Holy Spirit, we can't be all that God has created us to be. We need the Holy Spirit. Somehow, folks have found a way of doing church without the Holy Spirit. Unfortunately, somehow, folks have become experts of navigating church life without the Holy Spirit. We are masters of ceremony. We, we have a way of, 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 of bringing comedians and, and, and things that we just Stir us up without the Holy Spirit. There's nothing wrong with comedians. I have nothing against comedians, okay? But it can never replace the presence and the power of the Holy Spirit. Do I get an amen? Throughout the ages, the Holy Spirit has been grossly misunderstood. From the first day it was, he was ushered into the earth fully, into the church of Jesus. It was totally misunderstood. They said, when they saw the people speaking in other tongues, they said, oh, these, these people are drunk. And Peter had to say to them, you don't get drunk at 9 a.m. in the morning. Even today, on one extreme, we have people that are fanatics. They are always in frenzy. They, they, they are almost crazy people, you know, claiming they are filled with the Holy Spirit, you know. They are anything but spooky, and we have, on the other extreme, people that says, oh, we don't want to have anything to do with that. We are cool. We don't need the Holy Spirit. We are just fine. But you see, God doesn't want you to give him a bad name. Neither does he want you to deny him. The person of the Holy Spirit is so, so powerful. The church needs, it's like the the air that we breathe. We can't do without the Holy Spirit. Now, I've shared a a time when um, I was listening, I was at a conference, I was listening to um, a lady minister, and, and, and she was saying that 
there was a time she went to Starbucks and they didn't have coffee in Starbucks. Starbucks didn't have coffee. So she tweeted, I'm in Starbucks, and Starbucks is a coffee shop, you know, and there's no coffee, you know. And, and, and she got responses. People were saying, oh, the other time I went to KFC, Kentucky Fried Chicken, and they did not have chicken. Somebody says, oh, I went to, just like saying in Nigeria, I went to Mr. Biggs and there is no meat pie. <laughs> I mean, which kind, what kind of Mr. Biggs doesn't have meat pie? Not the original Mr. Biggs. <laughs> it's just like saying, I went to Mama Put and there is no, and there is no Amala. Something is wrong with that Mama Put. What is she putting? <laughs> so it's coming to church and having church without the Holy Spirit is like missing the essence of the existence of the organism. Church, called church, we depend on the Holy Spirit. And many times it's because we don't understand Him, so we can't relate with him. Years ago, I was in, in the north. I mean, that is almost 20 years ago. You know, <laughs> I was in the north. I was sharing with a group of believers, young guys, um, male, female. They were from the LCCN church. They were believers, but they, they were skeptical about baptism in the Holy Spirit and, you know, and all that. And they had a lot of questions. And, and I said to them that, look, if I answer all your questions, you have to believe in the Holy Spirit. They said they will believe. Ask your question with the Bible. They said they will believe. That if I can show them in the Bible, that they will believe the Holy Ghost. So, questions after questions after questions. I open the Bible to them, to Corinthians, to Acts, to Matthew, to Luke, to John, you know. And by the time all their questions were answered, I did not pray for anybody. The Holy Spirit hit the room. They were all speaking in tongues. The place was on fire, literally. <laughs> to the glory of God. I didn't lay hands on anybody. I didn't say if you want to receive the Holy Spirit. Because the ignorance was out of the way. And many times, what hinders us from advancing our work with God is ignorance. It's ignorance. There are, there are two things I'm, I'm, I'm going to share with you today about the Holy Spirit that you have to do. Obviously, there are a lot, but we can't share everything in one sitting. So, there are two things I'm going to share with you about the Holy Spirit that you have to inculcate in your work with God and it will change your life. The first thing you need to know is this, that the Holy Spirit is a person. The Holy Spirit is a person. The Holy Spirit is what? A person. The Holy Spirit has a mind of his own. First Corinthians 12, 11. He has a mind of his own as the Spirit wills. The Holy Spirit doesn't just have a mind of his own. The Holy Spirit can speak. Acts of the Apostles chapter 13 verse 2. The Holy Spirit can speak. One day as this man were worshipping the Lord and fasting, the Holy Spirit said, who said? The Holy Spirit said. The Holy Spirit said. The Holy Spirit has a mind of his own. The Holy Spirit can speak. The Holy Spirit has emotions. 
Ephesians 4, the Holy Spirit has emotions. And do not bring sorrow to God's Holy Spirit. It can't be sad. He has a will. He can speak. He has emotions. He's a person. And because he's a person, the Holy Spirit can be lied to. Acts 5, Acts of the Apostles chapter 5 verse 3. Peter said to Ananias, why have you let Satan fill your heart? You lied to the Holy Spirit. Not to, not to him. You lied to the Holy Spirit. Why? Because Ananias stood before Peter, thought Peter was the pastor of the church, but he didn't understand that the Holy Spirit is the pastor of the church. Many times, folks have said to me, oh, who is the assistant pastor in God's favorite house? I say, I am the assistant pastor. They're like, no, 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 no. We mean the real assistant pastor. I said, I am the original assistant pastor. They said, okay, if you are the assistant pastor, who is the pastor? I said, the Holy Spirit. And they, okay, can clap for him. Let's clap for our pastor. And they think I'm just being, being sly or I'm just being evasive. But that is the truth of scripture. It is the church of the Holy Spirit. Praise the name of the Lord. So when Ananias was lying to Peter, anything you do against the church, you are doing against the Holy Spirit. It's not Peter. It's the Holy Spirit. And it's a fearful thing, really, if you think about it properly. So, the Holy Spirit is a person. And it's, it's not just a person. The second thing I, I, I want you to go away with, in your understanding of the Holy Spirit. So, when you leave this place, talk to him. Ask him questions. Say, so Pastor, I should ask the Holy Spirit questions. Say, yes. So I say, but what if he answers? I say, exactly. Why would you ask questions if you don't want him to answer? But, but I will be, I'll be, I'll be scared. You know, I remember years ago, I was, uh, one of the ladies I was discipling, we were talking about the supernatural, the working of angels, and I was teaching them how to know when angels are around and what to do when they are around, how you can make them manifest and all that stuff. And, and she was really interested in the class. So she, 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 she now said to me, ah, so she is, when she prays, she gets to this point. So she, this is what she should have done. I said, yes, that's what she should do. The next time she prays, that she should do it. So she got to her closet. She got to that place in God. And she got to that place. And she did what I said. And she was about to, she said she ran away. <laughs> the pastor, oh, no, 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 I don't know. I said, why? I didn't want to force her to go back. You know, but the point is, when you talk to God, expect him to talk back to you. Expect him to answer. Expect him to respond. Expect him to engage you. The second thing I need you to understand about the Holy Spirit is that the Holy Spirit is a singing spirit. The Holy Spirit is a singing spirit. There are depths in, in your walk with the Holy Spirit on your walk with God, that you can't get to just with words. 
Songs take you to depths that words cannot. Song brings you to a place in God. You know, you, you, you say, Pastor, I don't have a good voice. You don't need to have an excellent voice like the true worshippers. <laughs> Just bring your croaky voice. He made it anyway, so he will accept it. So just start by saying, Take joy, my king, in what you hear. Crooky, froggy, but let it be a sweet, sweet sound in your He can choose to delight in your singing. In fact, the Bible says that he sings over us. He sings over us. And every time, if you check scriptures, every time there's a move of God, the Holy Spirit is present. Every time there's a move of God, the Holy Spirit is present. Another thing that happens, every time there's a move of God and the Holy Spirit is present, something always happens. Every time. Every great move of God is preceded by a sound. Check scriptures. The value of the dry bones. Check scriptures. Every great move of God is preceded by a sound. Genesis 1, 1 to 3. Genesis 1, 1 to 3 says, In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth, and the earth was without form and void, and empty, and darkness covered the face of the spirit. And the spirit of God was present, was hovering, surface of the water. And then God said, let there be light. God speaking is the sound. If you hear the audible voice of sound, it's a terrible thing. Quote and unquote. The children of Israel, they said, we don't want to hear it. I have friends that, not a lot, I remember a friend that has heard God audibly. Every time she narrates that story to me, she shakes uncontrollably. Because when you hear God audibly, it messes you up. God speaks to us these days via the Holy Spirit. It's like a step-down transformer. You know, when you are bringing high tension, you have to step it down for it to enter your home appliances. If they go straight to the appliances, it's going to burn out. In Acts 2.1, that we read, 2.2, Acts 2.2, it says, suddenly there was a sound from heaven. Every great move of God is preceded by a sound. Today, you will hear the sound of victory in the mighty name of Jesus. So how do I birth the sound of freedom? Birthing the sound of freedom. A few things. Birthing the sound of freedom. The first thing in birthing the sound of freedom is praise and prayer. Praise and prayer. In Acts 16, 25. Acts 16 from 25. It says, around midnight, Paul and Silas were praying. They were in prison. They were praying and singing hymns to God. For the past two weeks, every day, literally in this place, we have been praying and we have been singing to God. We have been servicing the altar of heaven with praise and with prayer. Today, we are going to hear the 
sound of freedom. In the mighty name of Jesus. He says, and all the prisoners were listening. When you praise God, don't be apologetic. I'm not saying it should be a nuisance, but don't be apologetic. The other prisoners were there. They were listening. What else would they do anyway? They were not going anywhere. They might as well listen to praise and worship. And I was sharing at the uh, ATM service how my mom <laughs> used to pray aloud. She still does. But when we were younger, I mean, it used to irritate me. I confess. <laughs> so one day, um, she was praying for me. She was in the kitchen. She was praying, walking, praying out loud. And the way she was praying, it, it sounded as if I was the devil. So I, I, so I walked up to her and I said, she stop, am I the devil? And she looked at me and she said, God possessed him. <laughs> God possessed him. Ever make the war. As it depossessed me now. <laughs> Aren't we grateful that he has? <laughs> so, so, so the point is that we, we have to be bold. You have to be audacious. Not caving in. So if they praised God, they sang hymns, the prisoners were listening to them, and suddenly there was a massive earthquake shattering sound. And that translation put it. And the prison was shaking to its foundation today in the name of Jesus. Because praise and prayer has gone forth to the altar of God, there will be a shattering sound. Every prison door will be shaking to its foundations in the mighty name of Jesus. And all, everybody say all, all the doors immediately flew open. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, every door that has hindered you up until today, they will fling open now in the mighty name of Jesus. Every gate that is standing before you and your next level in God, in your destiny, they lift up their heads now. In the name of Jesus. Proximity is key. That's why I'm happy for you for coming to God's Prairie House today because it doesn't even matter whether you're a prisoner or whether you are wherever. These prisoners, they were all there. Many of them didn't even believe Jesus. But because they were near Paul and Silas, what happened to their own doors too? Flew open. Everyone that is in your life, because of you, there are doors of the prison doors we fling open in the name of Jesus. Because of your presence, every prison door will fling open in the name of Jesus. And it says that, and the chains of every prisoner fell off. Every it was just Paul and Silas that were praising, but every prisoner got delivered everyone in this place because of the praise and prayer that has gone on in this altar everyone in this place will be delivered in the name of jesus 
while the door is external to the body, the chains have contact with the hands and with the legs. The chains are with the body. Everything in your body has a chain. Be broken now in the name of Jesus. And as you live here, everyone around you, because of you, because of you, their chains will be broken. Because of you, their shackles will be broken. In the mighty name of Jesus. So, praise and prayer brought the sound of freedom. It's a great thing. That, that, has, that is a sure banker today, if you will. You know what they call sure banker? <laughs> that is, I mean, by the grace of God. Because for the past two weeks, that's what we have been doing. The second thing, in bursting the sound of freedom, is sacrifice. Sacrifice. If you were here um, at Ebenezer yesterday, we talked about Sacrifice. The scripture in First Samuel seven. First Samuel seven ten. It says, just as Samuel was sacrificing the burnt offering, the Philistine arrived to attack Israel. The Philistine arrived late. Your enemies will arrive late. Yeah. In the name of Jesus. Yeah. They didn't arrive before he started the sacrifice. It was the guy that started before they arrived. Everyone that is antagonizing you, they will misstep. In the name of Jesus. But the Lord spoke with a mighty voice of thunder from heaven. Today, all the enemies of your destiny will hear a mighty voice of thunder from heaven. In the mighty name of Jesus. That day, the Philistines were thrown into such confusion. Today, every representative of Philistines will be thrown into confusion in your life. In the mighty name of Jesus. It is important that you understand that the foundation of any sacrifice we can bring to God is the ultimate sacrifice of Jesus on the cross of Calvary. Any sacrifice outside of Christ is, is, is a bloody waste of time. Totally bloody waste of time. But God, many times, will require you to offer a sacrifice. God, many times, will require... You see, the, the, the problem with the, with the West is the new generation... They want greatness without sacrifice. Their parents understood sacrifice. They paid the price. They want greatness without sacrifice. And guess what? It's creeping even in, into, 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 into Africa. Africa, we, we used to understand sacrifice. No be small. It's creeping. So now we have people that want to pass exams without reading. We have people that, you know, you come out of school, says, what do you want to do? I want to make it. Say, what do you, what do you mean by make it? I want to hammer. 
vision, no clue on how to, no, they don't want, want to put the back down and walk. Just want to, and God doesn't walk like that. God doesn't walk like that. God says if we bless the works of your hands, the things you lay your hands upon will prosper. You have to lay it upon something. The place of sacrifice, you, you need to understand it. It's crept into the church that we now have Christians that don't want to pay any price, but they want power. It doesn't work. Oh. I, wish it, I wish it was like that. Me too, I, 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 like, I, I like that kind of thing. I told you when I was, um, when I first got saved, you know, and I was so sure there has to be an alternative to prayer. I said, this thing, this thing, ah, so they have to be. So I embarked on a personal Bible study to find the alternative to prayer and fasting. Only for me to end up with prayer and fasting. <laughs> There's no alternative. So we want, we have, so unfortunately, so we do so not have churches that people are, they have bright ideas. They want, to, they want to invite people to church. They are devoid of power. They don't want to pay the price of power. But they want to gather people. It doesn't make sense. So then you have to give them something. That's where gimmicks comics comes in. Then you have to give them something. You have to think of something. You have to call a comedian. Then you have to call a this. Then you have to call things that will incite and excite people. Why? Because you are void of the Holy Ghost. You are void of power. And guess what? It has a price tag. It's a sacrifice. It's a sacrifice. And when you, I'm going to that scripture again. When Samuel put that sacrifice down, confusion. They actually, exactly, that's the part I want to see. Confusion hits the camp of the enemy. God spoke. You know what? The sound of freedom to the child of God is the sound of confusion to the enemies of God. You will hear the sound of freedom. Your enemies will hear the sound of confusion. In the name of Jesus, you will hear the sound of freedom. The same sound, the enemy will panic and pee in their pants. In the mighty name of Jesus. So in birthing the sound of freedom, number one, praise and prayer. Number two, sacrifice. Number three, you were here at the ATM service. Prophetic action. Prophetic action. Joshua 6. Prophetic action. Joshua 6 from verse 15. It says on the seventh day. Now what, what is going on here? The children of Israel, they want to take a city. God says, um, I, I, I want to do something. You know, I need you to do a prophetic action. You know? And so on the seventh day, the Israelites got up at dawn and marched round the town as they had done before. But this time, they went round the town seven times. The seventh time around, as the priest sounded, the long blast of the horns 
Joshua commanded the people, shout for the Lord has given you the city. And they shouted. And guess what? The walls came down. Imagine the, the sound that will have filled the air. But the sound of the children of God and the, of the sound of the walls coming down. There's a book I read years ago called Angels on Assignment. I think, I think every Christian should read that book. Angels on Assignment. Some pastor minding his own business, God decided to, to visit him and show him the angelic um, dimension of the faith. And he wrote in the book, the, the, uh, one of the angels that pushed down the wall of Jericho was the one talking to him. So the angel said that I was, I was there. I was the guy, one of the guys that pushed the wall down. The guy almost freaked out. And the angel said to him that, did you push the wall down? That they pushed it into the ground. And guess what? They've now discovered that uh, there's actually a city. They're almost buried in that ground. Because the, the wall was like a city. They were buildings. You know, Rahab was living on the top of the wall. That, ah, they are now doing archaeological discovery. When you do prophetic actions, many times, God just wants you to sync with heaven so that in most cases, there are going to be angelic activity that will complete the leg that you cannot complete in the physical. Praise the name of the Lord. While you do your own in the physical, God releases his angels to complete the leg. So, shouting of the children of Israel shattered the walls, releasing angelic assistance. In 2 Kings 13, you know, um, uh, Elisha said to the king, says, um, carry the arrow, get the bow, fire it. And Elisha put your hand on the bow. And Elisha laid his own hands on the king's hand. Then Commanded, open the window eastward, and he opened it, and he said, shoot, and he shot, and Elisha proclaimed, this is the arrow, this is the lost arrow, an arrow of victory over Aram, for you will completely conquer Aram in Afek. That prophetic action and the declaration, boom, angels were released to make sure that happens. That's what happens. When you align, I'm, I'm, I'm not saying that it's just going around doing crazy things. I'm saying, when you align with the Lord, when you're sensitive to what is leading you to do, do it in faith and you'll be shocked at what will happen. Do it in faith. So we see, praise and prayer, sacrifice, prophetic action, the sound of freedom. Psalm 126 says to us that when the Lord brought back the exiles, to Jerusalem, when he turned again the captivity of Zion, it was like a dream. We were like them that dreamed. He says, We were filled with laughter in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth because of the sound of freedom. You will be, your mouth will be filled with laughter. He says, We sang for joy. You will sing for joy. Amen. And other nations said, 
what? What do they say? What amazing things the Lord has done for them. He says, yes, the Lord has done amazing things for us. What joy. Hallelujah. So, the sound of freedom is the sound of laughter. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, because of the sound of freedom, you will always have laughter in your homes and in your lives in the mighty name of Jesus. Because of the sound of freedom, you will have laughter in your health. And, and the, the winning side is the laughing side. The winning side is the laughing side. You will have the sound of laughter. It also means, put up that scripture please, that this, the, 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 the sound of freedom is a sound of joyful songs. We sang for joy. They were not singing for mourning. There are different types of songs. There are decks. There are songs that when you, when you even play that song, no matter how happy you are, you have to be sorrowful. Because the song is just... But you will sing the songs of joy in the mighty name of Jesus. When you are on God's side, the winning side, you are filled with laughter. You are filled with, with, with joy. You are filled with rejoicing. Just like when Super Eagles beat Argentina 4-2. Who, who, in the first service, you know, they were not spiritual people. They didn't watch the match. <laughs> I did not watch the match. Let me see your hands up. I did not watch it. God will forgive you. <laughs> Say amen. <laughs> that match, <laughs> there were two goals up. Even the commentators were biased. They were like, this is classic. This is textbook soccer. They squared the cross to Aguero. He put it in the net. He says, they are schooling the Africans. It became 2-1. The commentator said, what just happened? Why did they allow that? Argentina, why did they allow that? Okay. It became 2-2. He says, wow, this is fantastic. It became 3-2. The Toros was a 3-2, right? It became 3-2. And the commentator was like, they are turning this on his head. It became 4-2. Guess what? They were the ones shouting and rejoicing before. Now, it's our turn to shout and rejoice. And we are the ones shouting and rejoicing. <laughs> Praise the name of the Lord. <laughs> to the point that uh, I'm sorry to bore you with all this soccer gist. You know, Ian Acho and Otamendi, they were in the same team, right? Ian Acho went to greet him. Otamendi pushed him away. Bad belly. <laughs> don't worry, don't worry. When people are not happy with you, it's fine. It means you are doing well. President of the What am I saying? What I'm saying is this. Because of the sound of freedom that will fill your life, beginning from today, laughter will fill your life. 
songs of joy will fill your life. In the mighty name of Jesus. And number three, we see from that passage of scripture, the sound of freedom is the sound of testimony. Now, they said among the nations. Take it back one. Just, yeah. And the other nations said, what amazing things the Lord has done. The other nations testified. God will do things in your life that nations will testify. That God is with you. If there are things that are in your life and your neighbors are testifying, it is good. But if it's only your neighbors that are testifying, it means you are what? You are local champions. God is about to make you an international champion. Because that's the word of God. I, I believe the Bible. I believe the word of God. It says, and it will be said among the nations, what has God done for Olufemi Munei? How can God just love a boy like this? It will be said among the nations about you that what great things the Lord has done for you. So the sound you hear, whether it's the sound of freedom or confusion or a sound of rejoicing like super eagles. By the way, we, we, we wrote a letter to FIFA, an official letter that you know, we also signed that since we have already beaten Argentina, there's no need playing them in the World Cup. Just, just give us the three points and, <laughs> and let us move on. We, we beat them in Russia. What else do you want? That's why this World Cup is going to happen now. So they can as well just uh, walk them over. <laughs> and FIFA replied, in your dreams. <laughs> okay, 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 okay. What was I saying? <laughs> yeah. The sound you hear is dependent on the side you are on. In the case of Samuel, the, the sound, the, it, God spoke the same sound. The, the one side he had freedom, the other side had confusion. In the same match, Nigeria Argentina, the friendly match, one side, Nigeria, had jubilation, the other side had defeat. The sound you hear depends on the side you are on. Let's burn our hearts to burn our heads. We are going to do three things, and we are going to be done. But before we even get into those three things, I want to prove for you here. You're like, Pastor, I need to be on this side. I need to be on this winning side. I need to be on this winning side. I need to be on this winning side. I need to be on the side of Jesus. I need to be on the side of God. I am not born again. I've never given my life to Jesus. I want to give my life to Jesus. I want to pray with you right now. Should I come forward? No, you don't need to come forward. Wherever you are seated, I will pray with you. And God will relocate you spiritually. And you're like, okay, but pastor, I used to be born again. I'm backslid. Can I come back to Jesus? Yes, I want to pray with you too. If you're in any of those two categories, put up your hand now over your head, wherever you are seated, and I'll pray with you quickly over your head, and I'll pray with you. God bless you. If you put up your hand, well, not just scratch your head. Shoot it up well over your head. God bless you. 
God bless you, sir. God bless you, my sister. God bless you, my brother. That is me. God bless you, my brother here. God bless you, my sister over there. God bless you. That is me. Keep the hands up. God bless you, sir. God bless you. Over there. God bless you. That is me. Keep the hands up. Keep the hands up. Once you have the card, you can put down your hand and, and, and I'm going to pray with you. I want to join the winning side. You don't need to be ashamed. God bless you. If I put up your hand, pull it up. Pull it up. Over your head. And that's all. And we're going to pray together. Father, we thank you. The rest of us, let's, let's just talk to God. Is it, is it the, the praise and the prayer? Thank him because of the sound that you are hearing. The sound of abundance of rain. Thank him. Is it the sacrifice? Thank him. What will he require of you? Thank him. Because you will hear that sound. The voice, thunderous voice of God. Is it the prophetic action? Thank him because he will lead you. Father, we pray for everyone that is surrendered to you today. Why don't you call on God if you are giving your life to Jesus? Call on him yourself. Father, we pray for everyone that is surrendered to you. We ask that you breathe upon them. Change these lives, O oh God, and let your name be glorified. Honor and glory we give unto you. Honor and glory we give unto you, Father. In Jesus' mighty name we are prayed. Amen. Okay, so I said we're going to give, do three things. The first thing is we're, we're going to pray. I'm going to have a pronouncement and a prophetic action. A prophetic action and a pronouncement. Then we're going to give a Thanksgiving offering. And number three, we're going to minister to us and lay hands on people that you want to be laid hands on, you want to be prayed with at the end, we'll do that. So let's kindly rise on our feet. Oh, Father, we thank you. You know, at the God will again service, the Holy Spirit said to us that is decorating us. He's giving decorative medals. And I sat down there at the ATM service and, you know, I could see by God's grace that there were still a lot of medals that were there. And I'm determined that God, in his mercy, will release all of them to us none will be taken back in the name of Jesus. So if you have the faith to receive multiple medals, today is the day. If you have the faith to receive just one, today is the day. If you are not interested, it's okay also. God will bless you. So what we are going to do is simple. We are going to take a prophetic posture. If they want to wear medals on someone, what does he do? So we're going to just do this. And by faith in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, Father, we receive from you all that you have for us in the name of Jesus. We receive multiple fold, O God of heaven. Because you are El Shaddai. You are limitless. Let us experience your limitlessness in the mighty name of Jesus. Honor and glory we give unto you. In Jesus' mighty name we are praying.
Now, the same way Joshua challenged the people to shout, I'm going to do the same thing. Oh, clap your hands, oh, you people. Let's clap unto the King of Kings, unto the Lord of Lords. Let us lift up our voices and let us giving you the city and so shall it be in Jesus mighty name we are praying amen 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 okay